Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, I believe, um, is life-changing. So I want you to be real still, and I want you to hear what I'm saying today. I want you to take really good notes. And uh, I really believe that today, if you could absorb what I'm talking about, your life will change forever. This is not one of those series that um, you preach and you, you just know, like, it's fundamental. This is directional in the time and the day we're in. And uh, we're in this series of standing, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to stand in a place of honor. And I said, okay. And he goes, I want you to teach the people this is what God told me. Now, you could, you could say, well, I don't really think God told it, then you can leave. But, um, but if you're in the house, this is for you. So don't say, I wish Joe was here. You're here. I wish Aunt Uncle Mike. No, I care about Uncle Mike right now. Send, share this right now. Please share it. I'm asking you to share it. I will tell you what the Lord spoke to me. And you could say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm going to give you the Bible. You do what you want with it. When you leave the building, that's your own business. But I got an assignment. The Lord said to me, I want you to stand. I'm in a series standing. I'm like, we're going to stand in faith. We're going to stand in grace. He said, I want you to stand in honor. And then I want you to teach my people the culture of honor. And I said, okay. You stand in honor, and then you teach your people how to stand in the culture of honor. Does that make sense? That's very, very, very important because some of the stuff you're going to see is that for you to really absorb this, you have to understand what is biblical honor. Biblical honor looks nothing like earth honor. Does that make sense? And we're going to read the Bible. You're going to look at the Word of God, and I'm going to show you scripturally what God expects in an honorable behavior from the kingdom-minded people. Okay? Because you have to understand something. This is, the, this is kind of like the situation. We live in a kingdom with the king. This is not a democracy, and the authority in the church, amen, and even better in the church, the word of God has been set and established for me and you to succeed. Some of the stuff we talk about might not um, push against, it probably will push against popular belief, but if you're going to have the system of honor in the kingdom, if you want to reward of next level Christianity, you're going to have to submit yourself to an honorable position within the pages of the Bible. So what starts happening is, do you want, and I don't like selling the reward side of it because I think like, oh, I'm doing it to get it. But if you want the rewards of heaven, if you want the system of heaven to give you the greatest um, return, you're going to have to be a person of honor even when honor becomes uncomfortable. Because the kingdom, see, this is what I was, see, I was trying to explain this. You got to see this. We don't talk like this in the church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this thing off old school because you don't talk like this in church no more. Church has become this thing where everybody comes in and everybody does, no, 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 stop. Corporate world has a better idea of this than, than, than natural earth. So let me show you how this thing works. Posture is a term that has been lost in the earth. Every environment you come into, there's a posture of response. You should be able to know where you're at in the, in, the, in the moment and know what to say and know how to respond and know what to do. But because we've lost this position, now listen, I'm going to tell you right here now, 
the, the guy in the company might not have the office, that doesn't mean he doesn't have wisdom. You understand what I just said? You could be the lowest guy on the rung in the, in the office of like, you know, like in the church we use the office, like the pastor, but even in the company, everybody has protocol. There's protocol in there. Like, you know what I mean by protocol? Does that, everybody understand me? Like, you show up, that's the boss, that's the admin, that's this. Okay, there's protocol. I don't care what you do. You're in the hospital, there's protocol. You're on the job, there's protocol. You're a construction guy, there's, there's a foreman, it's protocol. Here's the problem with this thing. Now, let me get it to you, okay? Let me show you this, because before I get in this, I don't want to lose you, okay? Because you got to catch it. Protocol is there, all right? It's set in every environment you come into. There's a protocol in everywhere you go. You go in a grocery store, there's protocol. Now with this COVID junk, there's protocol like how to walk in an aisle. There's protocol all around you. That's how you navigate. Here's the thing, though. In a setting of a church and in a setting of the world, we look at protocol, then we have to posture, and then people have giftings. Now, watch this now. Your gift, you could be the lowest guy on the rung and have the giftedness to speak into a situation, but if you don't have the right protocol, ain't nobody going to hear you because you have to assess the room with your posture. I'm explaining something here. Now, what am I saying? You could come in and have the right idea, but people can't hear you because you don't have the wrong, you got the wrong heart. Because if you come in, oh, that boss, he's a blowhard. He don't know no jack. He, he should shut up. Ain't nobody going to hear you in that room because you've already determined internally how your voice comes across. Because let me tell you something, guys. I love you, but guess what? Your presence enters a room way before your body ever does. That's the truth. So now you get in this honorable God thing, and God's straight about it. He ain't playing with it. He ain't changing his mind about it. And you go, well, why don't, I, why don't nobody, why, nobody respect it? you got to get something here. It's all about understanding honor. Now, you might look and say, see, God honors the office, not the person. The person in the office gets the honor, meaning this. Your character might not line up to your office, but God never takes honor off the position based upon your character. That's God. Saul's crazy. David still got to serve him. He's trying to kill him. David's like, I ain't touching the anointed. Now, guys have used that to be abusive, but that's just because they're stupid. Okay? You can't say that. I can't. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're going to, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about abuse. Now, some people might abuse the office, but that's on them and God. And I don't want to be the guy whipping judgment on them because guess what? That's the stick that's going to hit me. So I'm going to give you mercy, bro, because I want mercy. But we got to get honorable biblically honorable, or we're going to have a problem. And this world is hell-bent off the rocker. But you, the church, you got, see, here's the, how many, you know, Christianity should come with a disclaimer. Because the minute you're in, you're here. Once you, oh, praise God, everybody come. Man, churches, stop pushing this pansy gospel. It's a pansy gospel. Come in the way you are and do what you want to do and act how you want to act. And, you know, you did, and God loves you. 
Yeah, God loves you, but guess what? God gave you a book. You're going to be basically required to keep the rules and regulations, and we don't tell you about the principles of Jesus. We just tell you God loves you. Go live like how you want to. No, don't live how you want to live. This is law and order. Live the way the book. Now, listen, if you're working on it, that's okay. But if you're blankly disregarding it, you're dangerously in a position you need to get out of now. Oh, he's going to. No. Now, look at the word of God. Now, listen, honor rolls in a lot of ways. So let's just, can we just look what the Bible says? Now, look, I repented already, so I'm already processed. Some of you will get processed today. As you're in the process, just don't, you know, just look straight ahead and go, oh, okay, praise the Lord. But don't tell everybody you fix your heart. Because here's what you need to know. God expects the believer to walk in a position of honor. It's going to start, but let me tell you what. It's got to be in your house. It should be. It should not just be in the church. It should be in your work environment. It should be everywhere. But here's the problem. Without the church teaching it right, it loses its flow. And now we got, well, this is what I think. Well, guess what? What I think ain't, if I don't think what he thinks, what I think is wrong. Now you got to make a choice. That's all. What is honor? Honor is this. What does biblical honor mean? Okay. It means this. Esteem, value, or hold with great respect. Esteem, value, or hold great. So when we say to honor someone means this, to value him highly or bestow value upon. So when God says, honor this, we should do this. When God says, God says, honor me in the word. So we should esteem God, we should value God, we should respect God greatly, and we should what? Value high opinion upon him and value upon him. Okay? Now, honor is a choice. Nobody's going to force you to honor anybody. So what does that mean? If I honor God, that means I submit to God, I listen to the word, I try to do the best. I, you know, come on, you know what I'm saying? Just saying I honor you and then, you know, Going to work, tell your boss you honor him, and then flipping him off isn't really honoring him. I'm just trying to help you get this. You see, I know how you think. Like, he's a jerk. Well, guess what? The jerk got the job. And how you respond to the jerk determines whether you're going to get a better job. Hmm. Hey. Yeah, tell me something I don't want to hear. I'm going to teach you how to grow. I got unfair treatment. And I know what you're going to say. It's unfair. Look, man, unfair treatment's coming, baby. You don't think you're going to be treated unfair? You become honorable. You know what happened? You ready for this? My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost. So don't move around a lot when I get here. Please don't distract me. I start asking God. I say, God, why in the world am I getting hammered for doing the honorable thing? You know what the Lord told me? You got hammered because of your gift. I said, sauce, what you mean? He said, I put something on you. The world's trying to take it off you. I said, why did I get hammered in early seasons when I didn't do nothing wrong? He said, your gift got you hammered. So what do you mean my gift got me hammered? He said, did you do anything? I said, no. I said, I just went to meetings and more people showed up for my meeting than somebody else's meeting and they got mad about it. And then I had to hear about it and went through unfair treatment about it. He said, did you, did, I said, did I do anything wrong? He said, you didn't do nothing wrong. He said, what I put on you got people offended. And he tried, your gift will try to put the people around. Man, you ain't going to like today. But 
the gift that's on you will try to put the people around you in an offendable position if they're not careful. Because they're going to look at your character to determine whether they can serve you or not. Because remember this, everybody in your life's a gift, but boy, they're going to be a test too. The spiritual side of any individual is the gifting that you can receive from. Their natural side is the test you've got to pass so you can get what's on them. Yeah, it's really good. It's hard, though, man. <laughs> because i got to be able to handle your humanity while I'm trying to receive from your deity. And your humanity is making it really hard. <laughs> but I know I'm gifted if I can press through what's trying to hold me back. And I asked the Lord, I said, because I'm in this series now. I'm like, why am I getting hammered for unfair treatment? You're probably getting hammered for unfair treatment because of the gifting that's on your life. And what happened is, I seen it with me. I had to ask questions because I'm like, why am I getting hammered for stuff I didn't do? He said, you got hammered for stuff you didn't do because I gifted you for something that in other people's eyes look greater. And the problem is this. They started trying to label you. Is that Jesus or is that that dude who, is that John's kid? See, miracles stop flowing in other people's lives the minute they try to make you like man. <laughs> it's the truth, man. Ain't that, ain't that Joseph's boy? They've been doing it all his life. Is that, ain't, ain't that Mary's son? You want to know what's crazy about that? We'll learn about that. He couldn't do no miracles where people what, had no honor. Your miracle ministry will stop in the people's lives who do not receive you the way you should be received. Their miracles are cut off. He could do nobody work there, save lay his hands on a few sick folk, and that didn't do no good either because he was supposed to be doing miracles. Why'd the miracle stop? He was without honor in his own hometown. The miracle ministry that you can have in someone's life stops the moment they don't recognize you as the prophet in the moment. Or whatever it is. You just, they'll try to make you common. And the minute you've been made common, you can't give anyone to man. You stop giving people to, people that consider you to be common in their own life, you can't give anything to anymore. So you might as well stop talking. Because they don't hear. Posture is key. Because here's the thing. See, this one is, now watch this now. Now listen, look, you can listen to the janitor in the organization. That's not what we're saying. Look, if you got a problem, let me tell you, this will eradicate all this foolishness out there in the world. Looking at somebody's skin color, looking at somebody's gender, looking at some, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Honor will eradicate all that in a minute. It'll eradicate it in a minute. You want to know why? Because this is what honor does. Everybody in here has something to say, but everybody in here has to understand the posture and protocol of the moment before anything can be heard. Because you can be in a perfect environment and you'll never be heard because you don't have the right heart. God allows the order of life to take place whether you want to believe it or not. He, been wor he ain't changing it neither. The world don't know it. Corporate America doesn't get it either. Nobody does because it's got to be biblically taught. God should be teaching this stuff to the church. I'm telling you, I'm telling the God's on truth. We should get there because here's the thing. You know, you go in the room. Oh, he's a jerk. I ain't listen. CEO of the company, right? He's a pinhead. Listen, this idiot. That's what you do. You go in there. You know, that's in your heart. Yeah. You put this facade up and then you wonder why nobody in the organization can hear your voice. You want to know why? You didn't have honor when you walked in the room. It's a law. People don't realize this. It's a law. It's a law, bro. It's a law. It's an unwritten law. I found the mystery of the kingdom. That's why I brought it to you. It's a law. They'll never hear you, and they'll never respect you because you don't have it in your heart.
You could be the dumbest guy in the organization, go in there with utter respect, and God will give you the wisdom for the moment. I'm going to run right now. You could be the complete fool. I became brilliant in the day. I didn't pass no test. <laughs> I passed heaven's test. You're going to have to pass heaven's test. All you got to do, put it right here. And God will start speaking to you about things you couldn't even dream about. Because God goes, access to me isn't based the way you think it is. Because God's the only one who sees the heart. Yeah, and we all been home doing stuff. Don't worry about it. It's all right. He can fix it all. He's God. But man, when you get this thing, you change, you're going to change your life. You're gonna, I'm going to tell you you're going to change your life in here. But we got to get it. Some of the places we got to value. I'm not going to see. You dumb. Forget about it. Stop. Especially at work and the environment you've been in. And I know some people are just crazy. Some people are just demon-possessed, and that's the way it's going to fly, and you're going to have to cast the devil out of them or something. But you just got to keep your posture right. It's a season. It's a promotions on the other side of it, but if you don't pass the test, it's going to keep coming, 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 and coming, and coming. God honors the office. He don't care about the person. I'm going to show you right now. All honor. Watch it. All right, go, right? So where do we start? The Bible is exhorting me and you to express honor and esteem towards people. Okay? Here's the first place. He said with your parents. Look at Ephesians 6 and 1. Children, obey your parents. Now watch this. You should have honor for your parents. I'm 50 years old, right? Almost. 49. Go slow. If my mom and dad tell me come home at midnight, how many of you know I ain't doing it? Why? Because I'm not a child. But I still give them esteem and honor. But kids, all these kids out there, these kids, these kids need to learn this stuff. Honor your father and your mother. It comes with great. Now, listen, you should still be honorable to your parents at any age you are. You should be honorable in the way you respond. And what does that mean? Value them, esteem them. Now, some of you got some parents that, you know, might take a stretch, but you could still do it by faith. I understand your emotions aren't there. You know, some people lived in some really wild stuff, and I'm not trying to sit here and tell you, oh, my God, but you could still give honor and esteem to people that were not really treating you right. What do I do if they were mean and ugly? You still esteem them for their office, because without them, you wouldn't be here. You got to give a little bit here, guys, because you guess what? You didn't deserve it, but you got to get it too. How about this one, right? It says what? Honor your father and mother is the first commandment that has what? Attached to it, what? You can live a long life, and it brings reward. But how about this one? Aged people, Leviticus, Leviticus 19.13, Leviticus 19.13, did you get that? Just write it down, Leviticus 19.13, says what? And uh, it's, I got a different translation than that, that, that one, I don't know what I got here, <laughs> I'm not helping mom, I'm being a pain, show respect to the aged, honor the presence of an elder, fear your God, I am God. That I got to do, there's enough for that neighbor. I got to do, I might have like NIV or something like that. Show respect. My translation that I found of this scripture is a little bit easier. Show, just trust me, I won't lie to you. Show respect to the aged. Honor the presence of an elder. If you see somebody a little older than you, you should pay honor and respect. I was telling them I was flying to Brazil and me and PL were getting ready to get on a plane and all this stuff. And I'm chilling and I'm there. And I'm like, okay, go. And it seemed like it was taking longer to get on this plane than normal. And I'm like, you know, not that, you know, I'm not like, you know, whatever. But I'm like, what's going on here? It's like, we're here standing in line. And all of a sudden I looked to my right. I'm like, why are all these people getting on a plane? It's like, where are we on this thing? And I looked and I started saying, I said, wow, there's a, there, these people are elderly. I started looking. There's a lot of elderly people. And I put it together. 
You're letting the elderly people get on the plane before anybody else didn't matter about the status that you held with the airline. I was like, man, that is respectful. I said, I'll sit here all day. Go ahead. We've lost this, man. We don't want to, we, we're sticking people, you know, man, I'm telling you, man, you, we, should, we should be honorable. We should be respectful. We should put good. This is how God expects it. God said, you want to live a long life? Honor your father and your mother. Young people need to hear this. But Lindsay needs to break this down. Honor them. Why? Because they deserve honor. Why did they deserve honor? They deserve honor because of the office. And you might say, my mom and dad were crazy. They still deserve honor for the office. You don't have to condone their behavior. We didn't ask you about their behavior. We're talking about the office. Okay? So, you know, I know you got to balance that, though. Careful. We must all be subject to authority that's around us. Now, I want you to go with me to Romans 13, 1, and we're going to read it in the Amplified. Now, it's going to get bumpy in here, okay? But it's the Word of God, okay? So after you kind of see this, you're going to have to judge, make some judgment positions of what you're going to believe about life, okay? Because here's the thing. We didn't even get in a church place. Now, let me tell you something about church. Church is real easy, okay? If you come in this building, right, and somebody tells you park your car out there somewhere, and you don't understand what they're asking you to do, you should still be honorable to the guy in the parking lot like you are the guy in the pulpit. It's just the way it works, right? You go see somebody, you should be. Now, if somebody's rude with you, we understand. Nobody's asking that. But this is the thing I'm saying. Nobody's being rude. You should have the same honor. A lot of times people say, well, you know, I'm going to be like Pastor Chris. I'll listen to him, but I ain't listening to you. No, here's the thing. Anyone that comes under you in authority that I put in position they carry out the uh, authority of the church. They should be esteemed just as much as you esteem me. See, here's the problem with this. I'll pick and choose where I show honor. That's foolishness. You're untrained. Now, listen, I'm not talking about rude. You understand what I'm saying? But that's what happens. We get this, we, we want to talk about gifting. Because let me explain something. The guy on the lowest totem, let's just say, like we look at the, uh, the hierarchy of Christianity or work. The guy that just started in the company just because he just started at the company doesn't mean he doesn't have wisdom. That doesn't mean he doesn't have wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? It just might not be his chance to speak yet. Oh, these nude cats on the Twitter, they should all shut up. All these preachers, half of them don't say nothing straight. It's all dumb. They think they got a right to have a voice because social media gave it to you. I don't got no right to have no voice on no social media until I've been submitted somewhere. I told him, remember that time you made me eat that lava soap? You know, I, ate, I thought about that today. I was eating a bar of soap because I knew I was in trouble because somebody was going to hold me accountable to my actions. That's the problem. We want to have a bunch of sons, but nobody wants to be held accountable to action. want to have a bunch of people following me, but ain't going to hold them accountable to their actions. That's because you know what you are? I don't want to tell you what that is. A son that doesn't like chasing, and go read Hebrew. They'll tell you what you are. I can't say that in church. don't sound great. You ain't, you ain't one of the house. You see what I'm saying? Because look, man, you just can't go off the rail and then have no accountability. And what's your accountability again? If your accountability ain't this, look, I ain't picking on you, and this is no subliminal thing. You want the level? Look at me, everybody in this building, and don't play on your phone. Take notes on your phone. Look right here. And I know when I'm done, some of you might not come back. It's okay. I need the room. Look, top row. Top row, you want this level of power? You want the devil? You want the devil? Let me finish it. You want the devil to tremble when he sees you? 
like he did when he saw Jesus, then get under it. You want sickness and disease to shudder when you show up? Then get under it. You want money to come from the north, south, east, and west from the dream that God put in your life? Then get under it. You want power when you walk, when you talk, when you think, when you dream? You want exceedingly, abundantly, above all, he can ask or think? You want it? Then get under it. Otherwise, go play Christianity. Go play halfway in, halfway out. Go play, go play whatever you want to play. But if you want weight, you know one of, the, one of the definitions of it is? Honor, it's weight. I'm not talking about gaining 10 pounds. I'm talking about an anointing coming on you that you carry, you pack in something. That when you walk in the room, you walk in the room, you got, you got it on you. It's unseen, unseen presence of God. But they can feel it because you got it. Now, I'm talking about, now this is big tough. This is big time. So this is, you can do it, though, and you know what I'm saying. But once we read this, you're going to have to figure it out. So watch this. Now, this is the Bible said, 13.1, Amplified Bible, let every person be loyally subject to governing civil authorities. Oh, my God. Now, I told them, look, I've been to this rodeo where you have to civilly you, I know what you're going to say, Pastor Chris, some of this stuff is nuts. Yeah, I know it's nuts, but it's still your qualifying test, okay? Look, let every person be loyally subject to governing civil authorities. But I don't see it right. Yeah, I know. He's going to explain why. For there is no authority except from God. So every authority we see, whether you like it or not, by his permission and his sanction has been placed. Are you reading what I'm reading? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Well, why in the world? Well, I told him in the morning, you know, I said, you didn't want to go to the prayer meeting? God created a prayer meeting. It'll, it'll sink in right about. You're a little slower than nine. What do you mean all this authority has been placed here? God put it here. Has he gotten your attention yet? It's been time to pray. It's been time to do. It gets worse. Look what it says here. For no authority except from God, by his permission and sanction, and those that exist do so by God's appointment. So you're saying, God put the thing together the way we're looking. Yeah, he did. He put the authority. He put the authority in the house, he put the authority in your house. In your house. He put the authority in your house. He put the authority in the city. He put the authority in the state. He put the authority in the country. And if you're looking at it going, well, I don't know if I like it. Well, guess what? You better try to figure out a way to get in it because here's the deal. The way you respond to it and the hard action you have towards it determines whether you're going somewhere or not. But it's unfair. Well, guess what? Some of it is going to be unfair. We didn't say it was fair. Look, man. Look, I'm going to tell you. You don't think as a pastor in a city I have not felt this thing of trying to go with the thing the way it was going and didn't really dig it, but still had to posture myself like the church should posture itself and come alongside and provide 
pastoral prayer and guidance and unguidable. You better believe it. You don't think I had to go and say, I submit myself unto the authority of the city, even though the church, the only thing I'm not going to submit to is if you tell me I can't worship God, then I'll fight you to the death. And that ain't a fight you're going to want to get because I ain't dying. Tell me I can't worship God, I'll fight you to death. That's the only thing I'll fight you on. Anything else, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? We have to. We're not getting pushed around. We're learning what it says. The authority came from God. Well, this is great. Therefore, look at verse 2. Okay, I ain't doing it. How many ain't doing it? Well, good. Here's what he said to you. Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authority resists what God appointed. Go, go and listen. Don't look at me. Go talk to God. Why he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's for me to grow. Am I going to sit here and say, oh, it looks good out there? No, it looks like a nightmare out there. You think out in the world it looks good? It's a nightmare. It's a living nightmare out there. But I got news for you. God expects the standard of the church to look different than the world. And even though the world don't look right, guess what? He said, now you got an option. Look at that. Look at that. Can you see this? Therefore, he who resists and sets himself against the authorities resists what God has appointed, arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves. I don't want an opinion that's going to bring me, get me in trouble. But I'm going to tell I'm going to speak my mind. You better tell your mind, shut up. I'm just telling you, look, guys, it's not the arena for you to get yourself in because all authority came from God, whether you like it or not. Now, I know, like, you know, look, I got saved in 94, okay? There's been presidents in, presidents out. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with, I'm not being political. Politics in the Bible don't mix. Two different kingdoms. But I'm going to tell you right here now, don't, you better be careful what you want to go talk about. I don't know. And this is about my Twitter feed. I don't watch what none of you post, and I can care less. I don't, it just ain't about it. If I got a problem with you, I'll call you out. I ain't scared of none of you. Jesus, good God. The pastor's like a little pansy in his pulpit. If I got a problem with one of you, I'll jerk the slack out of you. You one of my leaders, I'll jerk the slack out of you twice as hard. You one of my sons and daughters, I'll slap you and feel no problem with it. So somebody's like, well, I'm not one of them. Then don't worry about it. But I got people I will correct at any given moment of time. They got that kind of relationship with me. We're deep. They're my kids. That's different. If you're a congregation member, do what you want to do. But I got kids. I will, if I don't see someone, I don't watch all of you. It ain't my job. I try to watch all of you that want to listen. But most of the people I tell go left, they go right because they don't really want instruction. They want to do what they want to do and then have me sign off on their stupidness. And it ain't going to happen. Let me tell you what I did, and then come see if you think it's a good idea. Why don't you come before you do what you do, and then we'll find out if it's going to be good for you. Preach, preacher. Preach, preacher. Yeah, I'm, that was mine. That was free. All right. You know what I'm saying? I love you. I'm going to watch you, but half the people ain't coming in. I don't, I don't need that, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not subliminal. Look what it says. Can you get around that? Can you go back to verse 2, please? Watch this. Thank you. And those who resist will bring. So if you resist the authority that God put in place, you're going to get in trouble. Is that not what it says? Well, that's on you, bro. I got to just tell you, you, you th I can't drive 55, bro. Sammy Harrigar sang it, but I can't drive it. I speed. I'm going to speed, keep speeding. If he pulls me over, you know what? One time the guy caught me, I was speeding. I don't get tickets, though. I got favor. I get away with it. It's great. I pulled over. I said, yes, sir. Yep, that was me. I was doing it so bad one time. I was like, yep, that's me. 
He was with me one time. Kyle, he started yelling at me. He yelled at me. I was banging it out, man. I was going to Ocala. That, that 40 ride, oh, that's miserable. Bro, I was punching it. He pulled up. I was like, you know how fast you go? I was speeding, bro. I know. Yes, sir. I was speeding. I was speeding, and I'm going to speed again. <laughs> I went to driving school. I was a mess. Remember I told you that story? They asked me, why? Why is everybody here? Guy over here. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Guy over there. I didn't do this. What is your, what is your, what is your, what is your pet peeve? Oh, what is your biggest? That's what they asked. I'm in driving school. Remember you used to go to that? He goes, what is your biggest problem with people driving? Somebody's like, oh, they don't use the directional. Oh, they don't wear their seatbelt. Oh, they don't. I said, I cannot stand people that drive slow in the fast lane. Aggravates me, annoys me. You shouldn't be allowed to do it. The guy looked at me and goes, you're here for speeding. I said, yes, sir, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. They sit in there like, move. And if you do that and I see you, I'm going to hit your car. Just a little tap, like bang. Why do you do that? Move. I don't know. Siri's complaining about it. You hear me? Why do you do this stuff? I can't get it. Like, move over. I just want to prove to the point that I can stay here. I wish that if I had a Hummer, I'd run you all over. Just forget it. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying. Okay? Receive. Look what it says. Bring down judgment upon themselves and receiving in themselves. It keeps going on. Penalty, do them. You want that? I don't want that. Now, this is the thing you bring up with God. Why do I got to go through this stuff? I don't know, character development, whatever you want. But look at verse 3. It's going to keep, it gets worse. I'm just prepping you, okay? So fix it. For civil authorities, (laughs) this is so bad. Uh, This one will get you. For civil authority, now you know what civil authority is, right? You know what all them are? Y'all understand that? I got lawyers. I got good buddies of mine are lawyers. Y'all know what that means, a civil authority? That means all the power around you that be. Government, state, city, local, all that stuff. You got it? We all on the same page? Look at your neighbors say, we all on the same page. I'm just reading the Bible, so don't get mad at me. You don't punch the UPS guy in the face, so don't come looking for me. Look, are not... <laughs> Could you read this for me and I'll just go sit down? Uh, Let me tell you, this civil authority isn't a problem with people with good conduct, but only people got a problem with is people with bad behavior. I'm going home. (laughs) Here's my problem. Why you got such a problem with it? Maybe your conduct screwed up. I'm just reading the Bible, bro. For civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct. So he's basically saying, if you got the right kind of posture and conduct, you ain't freaking out with all stuff. But if those of bad behavior, they got a problem. Let me tell you something. You want to know what you want to know? You want to know what authority reveals? Rebellion. Oh, baby, it uh, going on. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear you. I don't. Oh, rebellion. Rebellion, man. You been in those meetings? Boy, I've been in those meetings. Been in those meetings, ain't you? So, sister so-and-so starts talking. Woo! Boy, they're telling themselves, won't they? Rebellion is revealed in the posture when authority shows up. And we all got it. We all a little bit rebellious. And I'm going to tell you what, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, the Bible says, and that means what? It basically makes you, what does that mean? When you hear that witchcraft, what's that mean? It's deception. 
You're trapped in deception because your rebellion has blinded you. Your decision-making is in prayer, and I'll tell you what, your heart's messed up. So here you go. That's what it is. You ever notice, like, you ever do this? When you see this, this next-level rebellion lead into this arena of witchcraft, you're watching a bunch of stupid stuff and going, how in the world can people not see? They can't see. They can't see because when, you, when you're in that thing, it's a spell. A witchcraft is the reason why he uses the word pharmakia. It's like drugs. You understand that? Witchcraft goes back to that word pharmakia. What does that mean? You ever been high? Some of you high right now. Stop. Right? Look, come on. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't know what's going on, man. You just hey, yeah. Okay, that's what it is. You're walking around like that on the daily because it's in you, and we need to get it out of you. And how do you get it out of you? Everybody's got to be under a level of authority. We should all be under biblical authority, but most of the time we twist biblical authority because it does not fit our culture, our lifestyle, or what we want to think. So we try to come out of authority, and the most dangerous place for you to be is coming out of the authority that God has put you in. That's why I told you when you all first started here, everybody look at me, everybody listen, because I'm about ready to make some room in here. All right? I'm being serious. Now, I love you. You know I love you. There ain't a guy in America going to talk to you. There ain't a guy in the world going to talk to you like this. Yeah, I'm toot my own horn because nobody wants to talk to you like this because nobody really wants you to grow. They just want to keep you, and they teach you a comfortable gospel. So you go, oh, good. Yeah, I love it. I can go back next week. I'm, like, offending you. Yeah, it's got to be because you're looking at that world going, is there something wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. You're going to find out today. But everybody look at me and get this and understand this. It, look at me. Everybody look at me. I'm looking at all y'all. Who ain't ever looking at me? I'm going to call you out. Y'all looking at me? Y'all looking at Gigi, look at me. I'm talking to you. I see you ain't looking at me. I'll call you out if I know your name. Look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. TV, look at me. Stop playing on your stuff at the house and look at me. If you do not listen to me, pay attention. If you do not trust me, you need to go find a different church. You can clap louder than that. No, I'm being serious. Look, time out. If I go to you, okay, Larry, Larry got a job. Larry can build a house. Larry can build anything. If I gain to Larry and say, Larry, build my house, I'm going to defer to Larry. Donnie can fix your head. You got something wrong with your head, he can go in your head and pull stuff out. That joker could be a surgeon. He's probably, he probably is as good as the surgeon. I'd let you work on my brain, bro, just so you know. I love him. He's one of mine. He's going to stay with me forever. But I trust him. If we went and operate, the guy in here, Jordan, was getting it done. I sent him in the lobby. He made me feel calm. I don't go in this thing and go in there like, oh, you know what I mean? If I'm going to go see you, I'm going to be comfortable with it. You're going to go get me something? You're going to go mortgage me out? Great. You're going to go do this? Great. You coming in here and you questioning what I'm telling you about the Bible? You can't submit to it and say it's the Bible? You can't listen to me in the guidance? You better go find a voice you can pay attention to. But I got news for you. There ain't many out there smart. So you got to qualify. But if I give you this and you're like, well, I don't want to hear it. Well, I, guess what? I didn't want to hear it. I don't want to hear a lot of things when I go places. But guess what? You got to do it. And I know a lot of you are. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I know a lot of you love this stuff. But a lot of you are like, I don't know if I want to listen to him. Well, do you, you know I got a responsibility? You know, you could get some puppet up in here telling you a bunch of stuff. And I'm not knocking guys. Do you know it's my job to watch over your soul? Do you know that if I see something going hellbent in this world, I ain't going to sit here and sit back and just tell you go with the flow? You realize who watches, who cares about your soul enough to tell you the truth? This is what's going on. 
and you listen to the church world, oh, my God in heaven. This gross, creating more rebellion, more separation, more hell-bent activity. And don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You so far ahead in the sand stuck, you can't even see straight. Are you kidding me? If you don't hear what I'm saying that it is, you're hearing a lie. Did you just call out the church? Yeah, they're lying. And then you're going to hear, well, you know, your pastor ain't talking about stuff because he's worried about money. You're worried about money, big mouth. You so worry about money, you'll tell anybody anything they want to hear because you're an errand, little man pleaser. Got a bunch of man pleasers running around, puppeteering around, and then after that, you got a Moses. Moses could, everybody dies outside the promise with Moses. I don't need that kind of leader neither. Give me some Joshua going to take the land, kill everything in the way, and conquer and win. Yeah, well, thanks be to God. Praise the Lord. You, you, you in the midst of the, the Joshua's of the world. Come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Because some of you are hearing, you hear a cloudy message when things become rough. And you don't know what you're supposed to believe. Believe this. Don't believe what I said. Believe this. Don't believe what I said. Believe this. Believe this. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not rebuking you. I'm not rebuking the church. I'm rebuking the atmosphere this devil's trying to set the church in. And I, I, half the time, I hope you got this by now. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to the atmosphere of the earth. Because don't worry about it. The devil's listening just as loud as you are. All right, what are they going to do over there at Relevant? What are they going to do over there at Relevant? I'm telling you, this is what we're going to do at Relevant. We're going to love everybody, act right, be proper. And for civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct. Well, then who got a problem with the civil authority? People with bad behavior. Then do, then, look at this. Those with bad behavior, would you have no dread of him who is in authority? Then do what is right, and you will receive his approval. And condemnation. For he is God's servant for good. For he is God's servant for good and for your good. But if you do wrong, you should be dread, and you should dread him, and be afraid, for he does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant to execute his wrath, punishment, and vengeance on the wrongdoer. I don't go near none of that. I don't need to be on that. See, the kids, I was laughing about the kids. You know, the kids do this, the little ones, you know what I mean? The little ones do this at the house, you know, right? And it's normal sibling stuff, and I'm not picking on Like, ooh, if you take, you know what I'm saying? Like, you t- ooh, I took, I'm taking Chris's phone. I can't use you. Sam, you got a different name. We got the same name. So, you know, the kids, you do this. Like, you, you, you don't act right, I'm taking your phone. If you take my phone, take his phone. Or take her phone. It's a phone war. So, you know what I do? If I'm going to take your phone away, I'm going to take your phone away, too. Everybody wants the judgment to be wielded on another but the level of judgment they don't want wielded upon themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take, a, take, take Sam's phone for a month, but take mine for a day. Because that's fair in my eyes. You see it? So here's the thing. God said, if you want to spill it out, that's the same stick I'm measuring you with. So you want, how you want to give Sam? Oh, I think we should give Sam, you could have your phone all week long. Because I want to keep mine. Mercy is given. Come on. 
Because you understand, whatever judgment I give you is the judgment he's going to judge me with. Man, I'm a merciful man now. You see it? That's what he's saying. He says, wrongdoers are going to get punished. I don't want to be a wrongdoer. Okay, keep reading. Therefore, therefore, one must be subject not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment, but also as a matter of principle and for the sake of conscience. He's saying, man, if you get this wall up inside, your conscience is going to get seared. You ain't going to hear nothing from heaven. Woo! Watch this. For the same reason, look, he said, he wraps up, he said, for the same reason you pay taxes. <laughs> you ain't getting around paying taxes. You living in this civil arena. You go pay tax. You pay. Come on, man. All you business owners know you be paying tax. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, does everybody at the end of the year, do you, do you go get a check? Some of you get a check and you know what I mean? Hey, you pay your taxes. What happens if you avoid your paying your taxes? Uh, you get in trouble. Called tax evasion. You go to jail. Okay, so he's saying, look, God's calling you out. He said, look, just like we have death and taxes, that's a guarantee. For the same reason you pay taxes for civil those and official servants under God. Are official servants under God. Civil authorities are official servants under God. But what if it ain't right? Well, it's, it's all teaching you something. Look at this. I know. Praise God. Wait till we get into the fun stuff later. It ain't going to be fun for a while. Okay? Because we're learning. Are you seeing this? It's honor. It's our job. What does it mean? It's a social term describing how we evaluate one another. Uh, most occurs, it's called kabod in the Old Testament. The Old Testament says what? It's the weight of God. These terms are generally used to reference of honor granted fellow humans, and cases are used to describe God. Here's some of the things we need to look at. I'm going to give you some of these scriptures just so you can pull these in, and I think they're going to help you. Look at this. Where did this even come from? Well, it came from the Lord. How do we get it? We get it from God, and it's God's honor. Look at these scriptures. I'm going to give it to you. Um, we must understand all authority comes from God. We must understand that we must, here, write this down. We must all, oh, my God, we've got to go. We all must be subject to authority. Write it down. We must all be subject to authority. And it's your job to understand where authority is. Now, listen to me. This is very important. Do not check out. I need four minutes. It's your job to walk in an environment and figure out who's the authority and posture yourself right. Did you get that? Did you get? I'm, I'm going to save you business people. Uh, can I save you guys money? I'll save you so much time, bro. Because I got business guys around me. I'm going to get even more. It's a th People are telling on themselves. People's response in settings where there's unwritten laws are revealing who they really are. Let me say that again because that's a little deep. People in unwritten settings are revealing who they really are the minute they enter in. They don't know. So basically, they're telling on themselves. Because they're going to be like this, and what they're doing is they come in there, and they're like, oh, a, par a smart person walks in and goes, let me get the climate of the room and figure out where I need to posture myself, and that's when the gifting of someone else could arise. But first, the order of a thing needs to be recognized. So employees that come in, and they all, they're, they're, they're showing they ain't going to make it. Because they can't get the protocol right. Does that make sense? Let me explain it to you like this, okay? So this, let me get on all that stuff. This, that, that's a different thing. Here, just look, look at these three scriptures. We must all understand authority belongs to the Lord. Look at 1 Chronicles 29, 11. 1 Chronicles. Are you guys doing all right? You didn't check out, right? We can, we're going to repent at the end of service. I'm just telling you, all right, man, I've been saying some stuff. I don't know about you. Have you? Don't raise your hand. 
Like not on social media. I don't talk on that thing. That's what someone's like, why don't you, I don't do positive or negative stuff on that thing because that thing is so misinterpreted. It's crazy. And I don't know what anybody does. But I've been saying some stuff. I've been saying some stuff. I, <laughs> I need to just hush my mouth a little bit. You know what I'm saying? How about you? You know what I mean? Because I like, I want to be Elijah and call down fire and burn some people. Ah, some of these people be wearing you out. Oh my God in heaven, I just like to have fire come out the sky one time, burn them up right there, right there when they're talking. And Billy, I'm trying to figure out if I want to be present or I just want to do it anonymously. Like they're on, hello today, and they're gone. Hey, I did that. Praise the Lord. But then I don't want fireworks coming out of the sky eating me up, so I'm behaving. All right, look it. You understand what I'm saying, guys. Come on, look at man. This thing's getting grosser by the minute. I don't know if you've seen some of this, this new stuff. This, 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 this is, I don't even want to talk about it. Because if I start talking about it, I'm going to go on a tangent. I'll miss a bunny trail. This is so, so, such a level of de, just depraved thought. Is, and, and, and you're literally sitting there like, you know, I think you guys should be open to this. Dude, just, just. Just everybody in this church, just buy more guns and make sure you can stay here. Okay, good. And all you gun people, don't write me a letter. I'm not reading it. Okay? We have highly trained. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you out of your stinking mind? I'm supposed to think this is normal behavior? You could be lost with devils in your head and know that's not normal behavior. Did I say it again? This perversion at the level that people are talking about with children? Yeah, wake up. Get your head out of the clouds, bro. This whole thing's been in motion all the while. That's why the church better stand up and open its mouth. And then they're going to go, well, you know what, Pastor Chris? If you have an opinion different than this, you, you hate people. I don't hate nobody. I hate the devil. And everything, everybody that's, look, I'm going to make it publicly announced. Okay? Here's, put this my disclaimer out. I hate one person, the devil. His name is Antichrist, Lucifer, split foot, whatever you want to call him. I don't really care. I'm coming after him. He knows it. He better run. You better hide because I'm not going nowhere. I've already risen from the dead. I got resurrection power. I'm here to destroy your works. So if he shows up in any shape, size, form, fashion, you got to fight. You can't win. And I ain't going nowhere. I ain't leaving. I'll bounce back. I ain't got to worry about it. But don't go, we got, well, you got to be, I don't got to be nothing. And I ain't about to start. And I'm not mad. Very excited about the Lord. I know are you in good hands too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to. I ain't got to, if it ain't in this book, I don't have to, nothing, bro. Look, right there, leave it. We got to go. Come on, you got two seconds. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty and all that is in heaven and in earth is Thine. So everything, everybody say everything. Everybody say that to side. Everything in heaven, everything in the earth is the Lord's. You see it? You got that? Is the kingdom and the Lord, thou are exalted, head above it all. So God's above all of it, the heaven and the earth. So guess what? Whatever's going on in the earth, God is still on the throne. Now, let me explain. I know someone is still kill and destroy. You're like, why can't God just fix it? He cannot come in and take back authority he gave Adam. That would be wrong. But God has still put some stuff in order to keep steering us towards Christ. You don't get off the rail thinking he just left us here. He didn't. But the church better take its place. And the more you get on this level of honor, the more power you're going to have. Don't be fighting it, okay? How about this one? 1 Timothy 1.17. 1 Timothy 1.17. And then I'm going to give you Revelations 5.13 and we're going. 1 Timothy 1.17. You doing all right? It's a growing. This is a grow message. You're going to grow. You know? 
know what I'm saying? You grow with this stuff. You're like, oh, man, my bosses are real. Don't say it. Now, <laughs> King, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, I am the boss. But some of your employees think you're that. You, know what I'm you start giving them split shifts. You know, like, oh, can you come in at six o'clock in the morning? They're like, yeah, but yeah, we can. They're like, they're cussing you in the car, bro. You know they are. You know they are. You you got it. You got it too, man. Tell them go get that truck, load that meat, bring that truck. They're like, oh man, I don't want to do this. He's a jerk. And to your face, though, they're nice. Okay. Right on, boss. They in the car. They talking about you. Don't worry about it. Get over it. Everybody's talking. Everybody, you know what? I think it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know why it's okay? Because I told you that a long time ago. Why do I got to hear my critics? I know it's one thing people are talking about me, but my God in heaven, why does it got to get back to me? <laughs> you ever ask yourself that? Like, man, can't they just talk about me and I never know? God's like, you'd never be able to walk in love if you didn't know. So don't worry about it. Embrace them. Use them, use, them as a, use them as a stepping stool to get higher. You know what I'm saying? Use them as a poop. They think you're mean. Don't worry about it. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. So we, we got it on God. Look at Revelations 5.13 and we're done. Do you remember what honor meant? Remember that? Remember about esteeming, showing respect? putting value on. Remember we said, what does it mean? Esteem, value, great respect, honor, value them high, bestow value upon. Look at this. And every creature which is in heaven, which everybody say every creature in heaven and in earth and under the earth. I don't know who's living under the earth, but God took care of everybody, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like demons or something. I don't know. Who's like under the earth? Dead people? I don't know. You figure it out. Come back with the theological answer, right? Every creature which is in heaven. I got that. Heaven. Some of my loved ones, some of the congregation members are in heaven. Earth. That's all of us here and under the earth. I guess that's demons. Are such are in the sea. Whoever's in the sea besides the fish, whatever. And all that are in them, heard I a saying, blessing and honor and glory and power been unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lord, the lamb forevermore. He got it all. Here's what I want you to know. If God put it in order, you got to stay in position. Doesn't make a difference the order he put. You still got to stay in your position. Pastor Chris, it's going to be unfair. A lot of things are going to be unfair. You still got to stay in your position. Nobody's saying you're going to be abused or used or, you know, but you got to understand. What does it mean to honor? Esteem, value, holding great respect. Now, listen to me. I know what you're going to say. Their character doesn't live up to that quality. He never said, show me their character. He said, the office deserves it. How are you serving Saul, David? He's trying to kill me. I, told, I, told, I was telling Lo, we're going to write a book. How do you serve Saul? Yeah, everyone knows how to be David, like with the blessing. How do you serve Saul? And the reason why, I'm telling you, it'll preach. The reason why David was being attacked by Saul was because what was on David made Saul jealous. Your gift makes the people around you 
jealous. They ain't going to say it. You know what they're going to do, though? They'll rise up in rebellion. To try to not, they usurp your authority because the thing that's on you has challenged what maybe they don't see in themselves. But here's how the organization runs the best. We all come in because each person's gifting does something good. Why well, Saul freaking out? Saul's freaking out because what they sing. Saul only killed a thousand, but David killed tens of thousands. But all the while, how do you become a John? Decrease me so he can increase. What do I care? Doesn't make a difference. Everybody's gifted in a different way. But here's what you're going to get hammered for. You're going to get hammered for your difference. And what happens is sometimes it's this. It rises up and you don't even realize. And I'm talking to you because you get this. And I'm like, why, why, why are people giving you a hard time when you didn't even say nothing? You, just, you got something on you. See, your coat's on. You don't see it. You just Your coat's on. And they're like, it's favor. Something different. And people are like, and instead of embracing you, they're resisting you. And it's just like that. So what happens? What? Why did Saul try to come at David? Something, something, something David had on his life. Don't let the anointing of other people challenge you in what God maybe didn't do or doesn't make a difference. Obedience is the key. Does that make sense? And I got news for you. God's cool. God's cool with the corporate thing coming on everybody. But that's what happens sometimes in your workplace. You go in there like, I'm just working a job. Why are they hammering me? You got something on you different. It's recognizable. Does that make sense? It's recognizable. But you still got to be honorable. We say, you know, I, I got to work in this job. This guy's great. Look at city. Look at state. Look at the government. Look, God's in the White House. Sorry. He's been there every single president, whether you like him or don't. He's, I'm, I'm being honest, man. People go, what do you mean? I got saved in 1994. There's been a bunch of the presidential people in there. I prayed for every one of them, respected every one of them. Gave my opinion about what needed to be given publicly and kept my mouth shut privately. Why not? It's your job. I don't agree with everything that goes on in this city. I bless the man. I bless the mayor. I've had, a, I've had conversations. I bless him. He's doing the best job he knows how. I don't think he's for the city. I got the, I called uh, uh, the police. I pray, the fire, we pray, we've, we've done. Why not? I am a man that's under the authority that's in the earth. I don't want to rebel against it. I can't. I'm not allowed to. Somebody said, well, the church allowed to. No, you pray. And it says that's the cop out of the church. No, it's the revealer of the rebellious. You didn't want to hear that. The world ain't ready for me. Zoom in. It's the revealer of the rebellious. It's not the cop out of the church. It's true. I'm right. But here's the deal. You got to stay in what you got to stay in. And you only got to take care of you because I got that thing. I'm, I'm staying under it. That's all. And what I go, pray, believe, expect, and shine some light. And be the church in the earth. And be the witness. And you, wanna, you don't see a lot of people live in this book. So why don't we be the people that live this book when people come in, they can't, they can't even not say, man, they say, you know what, that, re that relevant crew, they're serious about what they're saying over there. Look, I'm not going to tell you this earth's fair. This is, this, is the, this, is the, this is the most, I am embarrassed. I was telling the kids this. I said, I am embarrassed that this is taking place in my generation on the earth. It's embarrassing. It's, I don't care if they did it before, they did it decades ago, whatever this is right now, whatever fruit this is right now, it's embarrassing. 
that we can't even get along human, humanly. We can't even, we can't even, we can't, we can't even just, we're coming, slipping into this place of perversion that is just ridiculous. I'm not saying everything our government does is right. Are you kidding me? I'm a God-fearing man. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you do the things we do? And I, I mean, you know what I'm saying, guys. I'm not a political party. We, we got, we got, we got injustice going on on the daily here. Babies, nobody cares about stuff that doesn't, nobody cares. Everybody's just running a million miles an hour and the pages of this book seem to grow dimmer and dimmer. Nobody fixes it. Nobody's really changing it. We want, you know, every election year we want to scream about something that we think and we scream about it and we all appease ourselves for a minute, but we still go on with life just putting this on the back burner. And God's like, did I get your attention yet? Do I got it now? Have I gotten it yet? You guys hearing me yet? Because it's, trust me, I'm going to, I'll get your attention sooner or later. And it's time for the church to stop talking but living acting and speaking you say you know what you don't have to agree with me but this is what the truth is but guys here's what it is once we get to that place of honor in our heart we can get to that place of honor in the earth you know what i'm saying i'm not picking on nobody you understand what i'm saying today you know if you caught my spirit you caught what i was saying today we have to be the difference it's almost to the point where you're like you go well what do i do act the uh, keep the honorable life and do what we said. Come on, stand up on your feet. The God, God asked me, he said, I want you to stand in the position of honor, and I want you to teach the culture of honor in the church. This is how it starts. So right now today, maybe it'll civilly, maybe at work, maybe you've just been like, you know what, man, bump this. You know what I mean? Maybe you've just been bumping. I don't want to be bothered. Whatever adjustment you got to make today, let's make maybe in the house, maybe kids. You know what? You've been like, man, you know what? And you ain't got to tell nobody. Man, I ain't been listening to my mom and dad. I'm doing what I want to do. They could be quiet. They don't know nothing. They're dumb. Nope. You better get your heart right. And Brother Lindsay, you could teach this as we teach the culture honor to these kids because they don't even know what it is. Honoring your father and mother. What's that mean? My mom and dad don't know nothing. They're dumb. They're old. No, your mom and dad got, they got rule over you until you can make wise decisions. And the more you push against it, the more you're just revealing you're rebellious. Did he just say that out loud? Yes, thank you all the parents. You could write me a Christmas card. No, it's true because guess what? My authority at home might not be what you want it to be, but it's what you have to submit yourself to whether it's right or wrong either way. See it? And it happens in life. Husbands and wives, you're getting in so much fights because you don't even have the order right. Now, I'm not saying lord over that. You don't lord over your wife like demand and command, but there's a, there's, a rule, there's a rule of order in the home. And if you don't get that thing settled right, you're going to have a crazy going on. I know it, man. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not sure, what do you think? God didn't put it in order? You know, and then he's like, well, you do your part, I'll do my part. He didn't say do your part, I'll do my part. He said do your part because it's your responsibility. It's not a problem with people. Well, if you do this, I'll do that. No, no, that's, that's, not, that's not growth. That's immaturity. If you walk in love, that's like saying, oh, okay, you walk in love, I'll walk in love. But if you don't walk in love, I'm not walking in love. Well, you're just showing everybody you're immature. I got to walk in love. If Larry don't walk in love, that's his business. If Larry don't walk in love with me, that's his business too. If Chris don't walk in love with me, that's his problem. Sam don't walk in love, that's his problem. But I still got to walk in love with you no matter how. It's unfair. Life's unfair. Jesus didn't say you're going to get fair. See what I'm saying? 
So the house says off rail. Oh, the house is off rail. Okay, the house is off rail because we're allowing it to be off the rail. Close the door on strife. The Bible said when you leave strife in your house, the devil could come in at any moment of time, any place he wants to come until you shut the door. It's like 1 Timothy, I think, 2. It says this, and then he'll come at his will and come in there and take whatever he wants to take because you open the door to strife because you rather have your way. Everybody got to lay down their way, pick up Yahweh. How we do this in the house? How do we respond in the house? How do we talk? How do we walk? What do we speak? What do we do? Come on, guys. Come on. It's order. Once you get the order right, then you get in church. Watch when we get in church. Church is going to blow you out because church goes like this. This is the order. The Bible says, the Bible says, in the house of the Lord, double honor. We should have honor. But I understand. We look at the humanity of man sometimes and go, well, you don't deserve double honor. But guess what? You can't do that. Then you're in the wrong place. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm being, I'm serious. This guy's crazy. Yeah, I might be off my rocker, but you in the wrong place then. But if you're in the right place, then you got to sell out and go, okay, if he says that thing about that Romans thing, whether I like it or not, I'm going to go with it. The Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, you get a prophet's reward. You receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. See, that's what I'm saying. You got to figure this out. That's why you got mentors in your life speaking into your guy's life. And somebody talking, why? Because somebody's got to lead me, guide me, help me. I can't just do this on my own. And I know, listen, guys, 90% of you are doing this. So don't think I'm, I'm not picking on you, but isn't it good to know you're doing the right thing? Because I figured this out. The more submitted I am, if you want to hear something that'll, this is the nail clincher. I know I got you standing. The more submitted you become, the less decisions you have to make. They've already been made for you. So then all I need is knowledge. Okay, got it. And what I don't know this was, and this is the cool part. You ready for this? Then what I don't know or what I can't find, somebody that I listened to could tell me, and then they already gave me the answer, so I really don't have to make any decisions. I just got to follow. And your life becomes a life of a follower instead of really figuring it out. And that's why everybody's like, let's teach leadership 101, the greatest principles of leadership. You want to know what I found out what the greatest principles of leadership are? You don't have any. You just follow. You want to be the greatest leader ever walked the face of the earth? You become the greatest follower you ever seen. Who do you think was the greatest leader ever walked the face of the earth? He was the greatest follower you ever seen in your life. He don't even say what he wants to say or do what he wants to do. He just does what his daddy told him. Found it right in here. He said, I am the living epistle. Don't worry about that. Amen. So how are you going to do it? It's easy. You want to be a great leader? Here you go. Be the best follower you've ever seen. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, help me. Now, some of us got to repent. I did it in morning service. I got it out. <laughs> Some of you got to repent. You've been doing some stuff, saying some stuff. Maybe some of you, maybe, yeah, I'm spilling stuff. Some of you have been tweeting stuff. Holy water. Hallelujah. Amen. So, some of you have been tweeting some stuff. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Maybe you said something. Maybe you tweeted something. Maybe, you, I don't know. Maybe you said something you shouldn't have said. Maybe you did something you shouldn't have did. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you had a conversation you shouldn't have. I don't know. Get it under the blood. If you got to repent, repent. If you got to say, God, just forgive me, man. I'm not getting into this stuff. I'm staying in this thing. I'm staying in the authority you gave me. I'm staying in the season you gave me. Wherever it is you're at, just say this. Just say it out loud. If you got to get rid of it, get rid of it right now. You could say it real quiet so nobody knows. We could do it corporately. Say, Lord Jesus, if you feel like you know to say, say, I repent. Words I've spoken. Things I shouldn't have said. Stuff I said that got me out of the place of submission. Stuff I've said, stuff I've done that's gotten me 
pushing against the authority of my life. I repent. Maybe I said something. Maybe I did something. Just forgive me. I got some wisdom today from the Word of God. And now I know. Help me. I'll be accountable. But give me grace. You're a good God. And I know you want to help me. And I need your help. So I'm sorry. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in your blood. And this next season of my life is going to be a great season. Growing in honor. Now just with your hands lifted high, say this. Lord, teach me to honor. I want to be a person of honor. And the reward of honor is pleasing you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. And I need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. Come on, clap louder than that. You did so good. That ain't easy, man. That ain't easy. That's good stuff, though, right? Go back, watch it. Watch tonight. We're talking about Wednesday night, man. I'm telling you. Wednesday, we're online. Everybody watch online. I've been speaking this thing out, man. This, this is really getting good. Wednesday, I started seeing, like, this overwhelming factor. You know, people are getting overwhelmed with life and stuff. Man, I got this series coming out. It's kind of like you might feel overwhelmed, but you're an overcomer. It's really good. So watch Wednesday. You can go back. You can watch it anytime you want. Watch tonight's show. I love you guys. God bless you. Make it a great day. You're doing great. I promise you are. Amen? Go ahead. Go get it. You guys are doing good. See you uh, well, Wednesday. You're going to watch it. I can't even see you until next week. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.